2: what's going on folks my name is joel pearl some of you know me some of you don't but we're here fightful.com youtube.com slash fightful we're here to talk about impact homecoming it's july 31st it's been one fun show if i had to you know wrap it up in a a couple of words but uh, if you want a lot of fun for yourselves you can head on over to fightfulselect.com and i'm telling you for five bucks you're gonna get so much news And so much content and everything you'll ever need to talk about wrestling. Because let me tell you today, between all of the news about Bray Wyatt, between the Kurt Angle interview that we put up on FIFA.com, in correlation with the Olympics, with the gold medals, with a, a former TNA champion, Kurt Angle. We put him we had an interview. Sean Ross Sap did. And also, sour grabs. You can't forget about that. And the weekender was Steven Jensen, who would normally be here. Uh, unfortunately, Steven couldn't make it tonight. Uh, and also, Denise Salcedo is over covering Bellator tonight. So you're stuck with me. Sorry. Or maybe it's the first time you've met me, or maybe it's not. I don't know. Either way, it's good to see you. Welcome. Hello. Drop a thumbs up. I can't tell you how much it's going to mean to me. If, you, if you're if here, you can donate a super chat, get your question statement read on the air. That's how it goes here. Uh, and and again, we're going to interact. We're going to chat because I don't normally do these as, as as myself. I'm normally with someone else. So they threw me to the wolves, people. But I'm ready for you. I'm ready to be here. All right. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the homecoming tournament. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, you know, and, and I'll go back and I'll even say I enjoyed this entire show because it felt like, it felt like an indie show slash a live event. It didn't feel like we were getting too serious here. We were having a lot of fun, but there were still stakes involved. That this tournament, for example, this tournament became all about our new friend, the drama king, Matt Raywalt, and of course, Deanna Perazzo, as she teamed up with the drama king and they had one hell of a run so let's get into the tournament let's talk about the first match and that was diana perrazzo introducing matt raywalt to impact after weeks of speculation and weeks of promos we had those two taking on alicia edwards and hernandez with my favorite johnny swinger now if you've never seen swingers palace promos during impact whoo Oh, baby, you are missing out because for me, those are the most fun promos that Impact produces right now. We do this every single Tuesday, or sorry, every single Thursday over on Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, where myself and Steven Jensen, usually a third, we all get up and when we talk about uh, what's going on in Impact and we watch the show live on the screen, because we can, it's a co-watch co with Impact, so join us there, and we talked about the Drama King, we talked, we talked about when he could come in and when he could be a part of things, but Swinger's Palace, man, who, all the love, all hail the Swing Man, is right, forever Swing Daddy. So, We get introduced, the former Aiden English, as I've said, his name, Matt Raywalt, uh, also known as Matt Morris, if uh, I think he's over in New Japan. They ran those promos in Slammiversary, uh, and he says he is here to create a masterpiece with the Virtuosa. Big fan of that. Hot way to start it. You know, he's here, and he's still doing the singing gimmick, which I absolutely love. And the match, you know, we break down Alicia Edwards and and Peraza. They start things off, and it's good. And they, you know, Alicia Edwards has come a long way. She gets in that offense. She gets a basement hesitation drop kick, which I don't normally see her do, which is cool. Uh, and and in this tournament, turns out they're actually doing intergender wrestling, which is not necessarily something you see very often. So we do a little bit of test of strength with Hernandez and Deanna Parazzo, and there's the disadvantage, you know, the normal stuff that you'll see because Deanna is significantly smaller than Hernandez. Can we all agree about that? You know? Lish tags in, Deanna tags in, they're getting, uh, we're kind of, we're doing a little bit of uh, quick tags in and out, some running knee drops, you know, the whole, the whole nine. And then next thing you know, Hernandez gets a Canadian backbreaker because shout out to me, the Canadian, I am a Canadian boy. Hernandez hits that Canadian backbreaker on Matt Raywalt. And then of course Hernandez goes over the top rope because let me tell you, there is nothing sexier than watching a man that stature just sail let me tell you. And then of course, Lish goes to the top row. She follows. And then I never realized quite frankly, how tall and lanky Matt Raywalt is. Cause I rarely see him with the shirt off. That was impressive. He looks good. He looks really good. And then of course, Raywalt hits Hernandez with his new finish. It's kind of like a front drop DDT. Uh, he hasn't named it yet, or at least they didn't name it on the broadcast. They tease that Gia Miller might ask him. I figure he's going to call it something like the curtain call. Why not? And uh, they get the win. So Deanna and Matt Raywalt they're going to advance to the next round. That's it for Lish and Hernandez. I'm sorry, Hernandez. You're out. Supermax was indeed cleared for takeoff. Friends, it was a good match. It was a good start. I was I didn't know what to expect going into homecoming tonight. I looked at the card and I was like, okay, stuff's going to happen. Nothing's really of any consequence. It's just going to be a show, right? So we keep going. And I'm like, let's keep watching. Maybe something's going to, maybe we're going to pick up and something's going to happen. And then it does. Matt Cardona and of course, Chelsea Green, his lovely fiance. They go up against the Pump family. That's right. They are your hookups. Little Petey Pump and Thick Mama Pump, also known as Jordan Grace. And of course, Little Petey Pumping being Petey Williams. They have a formidable opposition in Cardona and Green. You know, if you're listening to Chelsea Green's music, her theme, scene, her theme song, there's a part where the two of them are kind of talking to each other. And music kind of becomes a theme for me tonight because I'm also a musician. There are a few spots where I notice some weird things in the music. So there's a section in her new theme where her and Cardona are kind of talking about being together forever. It's really something else, let me tell you. I also enjoyed Homecoming tonight. Welcome. So Cardona and Petey, they start the match. I kind of, since I'm here alone doing this thing with y'all, I'm kind of just going through some of the beats, you know, uh, Petey Pump yells out, the numbers don't lie, does it like Steiner math style and people are into it, love it, of course, Uh, Jordan Grace gets a slam in on Cardona and then tries to get, I love this, tries to get little Petey Pump to do the same thing, Uh, can't quite do it, Matt Cardona's a big guy, let me tell you, so what do they do it, they do a double suplex on Matt Cardona and they do a bunch of them because well, you know, it's kind of the way you got to do it. Good comedy spots to start this match. Green and Jordan have a bunch of go around. They do some double teaming move from the pump family, double elbows, get the two count. And then you get some pushups because you got to represent our friend, Scotty Steiner. Good stuff. Uh, you know, Cardona, I like this. Matt Cardona gives the tag to Chelsea Green while she has her boot extended. And then Petey gets the boot right from Chelsea. Oof, tough. <laughs> Quick tags in and out was a fun, like, a, yeah, a very fun match. The whole card was fun. Uh, PD hits that Tornado DDT. Jordan goes for a Vader bomb, misses, whiffs completely. And then both women, they go in, they tag the men. Uh, later on, Chelsea gets that curb stomp to Jordan Grace. Cardona hits, actually, they don't just, they both hit the reboot, which is the running kick to the corner. And it looks really good in stereo from those two, from Green and uh, Cardona. Cardona goes for radio silence, which is his former finish. The, uh, what he used to call it, the, the rough rider when he was in WWE. Now he calls it the radio silence. He misses it. Uh, PD blocks the unprettier attempt from Chelsea green. And then PD and Jordan kind of do the double Steiner recliner, which is really fun. And, uh, Jordan assists PD with the double flatliner to both Cardona and green takes them out. Bam. They're done out cold. Or so we think because the match finishes PD takes out Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green hits the unprettier on Jordan Grace, gets the victory. Cardona and Green whew, onto the next round, right? Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk the couple would would move along in the next round? I, I, I didn't, but here we are. Steve Macklin then comes out. Now, this is great. I've been waiting for Steve Macklin. I've been waiting for this. Because we watch every week Steve Macklin comes out and he's got black boots and black trunks and he's not doing much other than winning, which is great, but he doesn't have there's nothing there's nothing going on here. He's not trying to, to build himself into a character or into a picture or anything, but he comes out, he attacks Petey Williams, and he's just He's moving away from the guy who came to Impact because he has a chip on his shoulder. And we see that so often with Impact. Anyone comes over from another company, they got a chip on their shoulder and they want to prove themselves and they want to be the top, but it's good. This is a good feud because I love the idea of Petey Williams and Steve Macklin having a hell of a match, especially after the one that Macklin and Trey Miguel had on BTI this past Thursday, which I highly recommend you guys check out. So he does the push-ups, the Scott Steiner style, and he calls Petey Williams jackass Very intense. It's very funny, too. And then uh, in the back, Macklin finally declares his intentions for the X Division title. And that rules! He'll take out PD Williams to get to Josh Alexander. And Josh Alexander tonight had easily match of the night. So if y'all haven't seen that, we're going to get to that match very soon. So Macklin has made his declaration. He wants the X Division title. But here we are back in that homecoming tournament. Cardona, Green, they moved on. Say goodbye to... The Pump family, unfortunately. Let's move on, shall we? I like this. I liked a lot of things tonight. So you probably hear that a few times from me. Yes, give me Alexander and Macklin. Yes, please. And it was a fun show. Thank you. Glad to have you all here. Tommy Dreamer and Rachel Ellering, they come out. And their dress is the Road Warriors. They got the face paint going on and it looks great. And then out come Brian Myers and Sam Beal. And Brian Myers needs a uh, an opponent. Or he needs a, a mystery partner friends friends let me tell you missy hyatt is the absolute last person i had on my list for partners for brian myers in 2021 and i love that the announcers do the same thing as they're running down she she was wccw and they say sunshine dark journey and then they 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 go and then they they start going through all the other places where Missy went and oh no it's got to be Dark Journey no it's WCW no it's Terry Runnels and then they're completely flabbergasted because out comes Missy flipping Hyatt. Her last match, my friends, was in 2004, and she won a women's championship for Dory Funk's Bang Wrestling Promotion. You can look it up; it's on Cage Match. And in 2016, she made like her final pro wrestling appearance managing Lance Storm at Wrestle. I think it was WrestleCade. And of course, you know, it's pro wrestling. No one ever really, no one really ever stays retired. Am I right? Anyway, she says a million times, I'm not a wrestler. And she's wearing street clothes and she's got the nine inch heels they're saying. And she's got her signature loaded purse. We'll see how that comes into play later. It's a hilarious match. Missy does not want to tag in at all. And the second she comes in and goes out, the crowd starts chanting, you still got it. Because, of course, Ellering and Dreamer, they do the whole flip-flop and fly on Brian Myers. Myers is basically left to his own devices. Tommy goes to the top. He thinks for a second. And he goes down to the second rope. He goes down to the first. And then he hits the axe handle because, god dang, he's a hardcore. And then Beal tries to use the clipboard on Tommy Dreamer. Tommy is just annoyed. Nothing happens. Beal is scared. Runs around the ring. Gets clotheslined by Rachel Ellering because that is great. Crowds chanting, "We want Missy!" Missy still refusing to tag back in, and instead she just drops off the ring apron and says goodbye. She leaves. She goes up the ramp. She goes up the ramp. She's done. She's over it. Myers gets caught. He's uh, he's kind of you know complaining, "Hey, what are you doing? Why are you leaving?" And then Dreamer and Ellering they get the win with the Doomsday device for that Road Warriors pop and that Road Warriors pin. It was so much fun. It was such a fun match. Again, this this whole show was like a live event type of like indie show vibe and everyone was just having so much fun with it i'm um, seeing in the chat there was a guy wearing a chris hero t-shirt and that uh ellering was was marking out for that that's awesome shout out good stuff so let's move on <clears throat> next match crazy steve and rosemary representing decay they're going to take on Fala and flavor Ba and tasha Steels. now i didn't really expect much out of this match because you know Fala Ba's not exactly the guy that you turn to for like the best wrestling ever, but here we are. And it actually ends up being fun because again, this match was fun. Decay is the team. They've been together the longest in this whole tournament, which I really like. So these two are are in sync. They're ready to go. They're so much, uh, so ready to work together and so much in sync that I appreciate it. Uh, they do a kind of an awkward entry for Fala and Flay and, and Tasha Steels. They're trying to get into the ring and one's trying to get the other one to go. And I think maybe Fala Ba wanted to do the, uh, the fire and Flava entrance, but Tasha Steels was like, I don't want to do this. So anyway, I thought it would play out through the match. It didn't either way. The, the crowd is split crazy. Steve and Fala Ba start and they're chanting crazy Steve and Falla ba. And then they start chanting. I kid you not friends bite his face off. They do that a bunch. let me tell you how many times we're going to say this they go back and forth and then steve goes to well you guessed it they bite his face off as one does the crowd is loving it uh it feels like like again it feels like a comedy match and the crowd's into it it's really light and then they they chant it tastes like ba. guys guys they they chanted it tastes like ba. think about that while i have some water Crazy Steve yells at Falaba and says, you might have rabies now. Because, of course, that's just what Decay would bring, is rabies to the party. Tasha Steeles comes in, guess what they start yelling? Bite her face off. And then they tagged in Rosemary and Ba doesn't want to wrestle Rosemary at all because he's a gentleman. He keeps yelling. I don't want to do it. I, I, I'm a gentleman. I don't want to do this. And eventually he kind of gets provoked and he starts wrestling her and tries to take her out. Uh, at one point he kind of sits on her, goes for a pin and Rosemary like barely picks up, just barely kicks out. So uh, a, a good little uh, segment there. So the knockdown Vala. Ba knocks down Rosemary and she does that kind of vampire thing where uh you know where she's on the ground and then she kind of raises back up kind of so follow boss starts to mock that and as he does that rosemary does it right in front of him he's freaked out and he's just scared and he just tags in uh you know sorry, crazy steve gets tagged in as follow boss scared And he's just scared and he's disgusted and he doesn't know how to feel. But the match is very 50-50 at this point. And then the women come in and and Fallabaugh splashes Tasha in the corner, which is actually interesting because then she's out of the match. Steve, crazy Steve, comes back in. Falaba overpowers him. Steve hits like a jumping DDT in the corner and then one, two, three. So there you go. Decay, the ones who have been in this, this, they've been a team the longest. They're going to move on. So there's some storytelling. We're actually going somewhere. It's not just random teams doing this for the sake of doing it. It's not too bad. So I'm looking forward to how this kind of plays out. So that's the end of the quarterfinals. And then we're going to go into the first match that happens post quarterfinals. And that's going to be the match between Cody Diener and Willie Mack. Yeah, it's good to see zombies on the other side of the barricade. That's right. Don't hop the barricade. And also zombies. Had a lot of zombie talk this week. I don't think we need any more. So uh Diener and Willie Mack... They go at it. There's a there's a promo from Violent by Design before this match where they basically say failure is a reality and a truth and it can be difficult. For those who don't know, it's Slammiversary. Violent by Design went in as Impact Tag Champions. They dropped the Impact Tag titles to the Good Brothers. Now you're seeing them carry them around on AEW. And so uh, Rhino dropped the fall. He actually lost the match for his team. And when he was talking about failure, Eric Young looked at Rhino. And then this past week on Impact, Diener took the fall to Willie Mack. So he talked about failure again. And what does Eric Young do? Looks over Cody Diener. Oh, So then Diener says it's an opportunity for redemption. They say violent by design. It's like a way of life. It's a choice. And it's also like a lot of close-up mouth repetition. I don't know if you guys have seen this in the promos. Where all of a sudden they, they're talking and they just, they, they they repeat a word where they're just super close up on your mouth. It's very strange. Go back. You'll never look at it the same again. Anyway, we get to the match. let me tell you, Willie Mac, if you don't love Willie Mac by now, I got questions for you because the man is excellent. He he is the best big man, like just the best, fastest big man. That's really what it is. And that's saying someone who watched a match with Black Taurus earlier. So here we go. Uh Mac flies into the shoulder blade, to into a flying shoulder breaker. I'm so excited. That's what he does. Flies into a flying shoulder breaker. Diener catches Mac's head later on. And uh, he does this thing where he's got him in like the middle turnbuckle or where his arms are interlocked, but his head is tucked under the bottom. And then he does a running drop kick into, I kid you not, Willie Mac's butt. So that the idea is that the spine kind of compresses and it looks brutal. It's, it's such a good move. Uh, so th- there's a good sell there. And th- the idea here is that Deaner is just working over Willie Mac the entire time. And, like, Violent by Design are in that corner that that Mac is being worked on. And Mac is just selling like he's dead. And he's got so many good eyes. And he just – he looks like he's dying. He looks like he's going down. And so next thing you know, Mac finally gets back up, gets that launch, the exploder, gets an exploder suplex in, catches Dina from the top rope to hit it. And then he starts slowly taking control, gets a Samoan drop, and then the kip up. And then, again, this man is heavy. He is large he did a kip up and a standing moonsault guys willie mac yeah i like willie mac dina regains control though so he hits a a bit of a pull-out pullout powerbomb from the corner kind of like picks him up launches him down and then takes him out uh mac hits a toss up it's a fore, it's kind of a forearm kind of like uh oh, who does that uh either way kind of tosses him up hits him with the forearm for those who are watching us live mac really can do it all it's insane uh they do the the head and neck spot again that i was just talking about and then willie kind of breaks into it he gets gets out of that spot and he hits a uranagi but then mac misses that top rope splash hits the stunner because of course he does yeah the mac attack was that that toss-up thing um rhino then puts deaner's foot on the ropes because he was close to the ropes and of course you got to help your brethren and then Swan takes out Rhino. Willie Mack, gets hit by the Violent by Design flag that Eric Young is carrying. So Diener gets the win. Thank you. I normally don't do play-by-play summaries of a show, but I appreciate you. And I appreciate y'all for hanging out with me tonight. Let's move on to the next match, okay? Because now we're going to talk about the, semi, the semi-finals of the homecoming tournament. As I got I to gotta roll through my notes here. Let's go. You ready? We got the drama king. We got Diana Peraza. They're back in action. This time they're facing off against the couple, Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. I love that this whole thing, this whole thing revolves around the drama king wants to make a point. So he is with the strongest woman in impact wrestling. And they're facing the, the proverbial king and queen because they are a couple. I love it. And then you've got Decay, which they're the team that have been together. They know each other in and out. It's so much fun. And then you have... The, the other ones, Tommy Dreamer and Rachel Ellering. You've got Tommy Dreamer who has a pedigree. He's been at it for years. And Rachel Ellering who grew up in the business. There's so much good stuff in the way that they kind of put this whole tournament together. And yes, that's a good point. Diana and Chelsea are very good friends. They are very close. So going back to the music thing, I noticed something here. Matt Raywalt comes out to a song that sounds so familiar to me. And I don't know how many of you have listened to the band Symphony X. They're kind of like a metal band, power metal thing. They're, I, I'm a big fan. From their album, number five, it's a song called Prelude. It's the first song on the album. I posted it on my Twitter. I, I couldn't figure out for the life of me where Matt Raywalt's theme was based off of. It's that song. Prelude from number five by Symphony X. Check it out. Either way. At this point, I don't know why, but we do not need separate entrances for everyone. But for some reason, we're getting everyone's separate entrance. Whatever, it's fine. Um, Cardona kicks Deanna. Deanna gives, this is middle of the match. Deanna kind of gives Matt Cardona shit and says, like, you can't hit me. What are you doing? Who do you think you are? And then Chelsea hits a baseball slide, which I haven't seen in wrestling in a while. Because if you remember in WWE, there was a point where it was Neville, who is now Pac in AEW, had hit a baseball slide on Chris Jericho and broken a bone out of that. So I I don't see baseball slides very often in wrestling. So Chelsea hits the baseball slide, Deanna Perazzo, and then Cardona gets knocked out by Ray Walt at the same time. Do you do a lot of quick tags? Yes. Yes, they are badass. That's Symphony X Band. Uh, We get some quick tags. Ray Walt and Deanna, they kind of take over on Cardona. They do a lot of double teaming on Cardona. Chelsea's not really being used as much. She's just kind of in and out for quick sequences at this point. Um, Obviously, she's wrestling with a cast. I don't know if that has any effect. On how much she can wrestle or how much she chooses to wrestle on it. Either way, at this point, we got a lot of just Cardona being worked over by the two, Ray Wolt and Dion Perrazzo. So it's all Matt Ray at this point in this match, which I love because you've got to tell the story of the Drama King coming in and making a big, pardon the pun, impact on his first night. Cardona gets beat down real bad. And then the crowd's chanting for Chelsea. And then they get the hot tag, and in comes Chelsea Green. And no, they don't. Because guess what? Deanna breaks it up and there's more heat on Cardona and it looks so good. So Chelsea doesn't even get tagged in. They're still going rabid for Chelsea. Deanna actually gets Matt into her armbar submission, almost has him tap, but Chelsea Green breaks it up and then kind of goes for the curb stomp. But it's a little awkward. She didn't get all of it. She kind of got like the back of the neck of, of, of Deanna Perazzo. So either way, doesn't happen. Ray Wolk gets tagged in. Cardona gets tagged in. Cardona gets hit. Uh, he hits the reboot. But Deanna has the foot, so he goes to hit it. Sorry, he go, I'm looking at my notes and I messed up. He goes to hit the reboot, but is on the outside, grabs his foot, stops him. And then Chelsea takes her out, but they both pump kick each other, so they're out of the match. Ray Walt does the front flip DDT or front drop DDT. We'll call that uh, the curtain call once again. Maybe he'll call it the curtain jerk. I don't know what he's going to call it. If someone gets Drama King mad on the line, let me know what he wants to call that final, mat, that, that, that final move that he does. Either way, we're going to get... Deanna, Perazzo, and Matt Raywalt moving to the finals. I'm gonna I'm gonna divert for a second. I think it would have been cool to see Diana Perazzo and maybe Steve Macklin team. It may not have made sense in the grand scheme of things, but just to get this match between Perazzo and Macklin against Cardona and Green, I would have liked the little, the little wink and a nod. I think that would have been fun. I, I like the way that everything played out. And I know I'm, I'm kind of contradicting what I said earlier, but I like the idea of, of those two, kind of, of those four having, having a match together. It may not make sense right now, but I'd like that down the line because it's just a nice little wink and a nod. Let's go backstage. They're, <laughs> they're interviewing my favorite. They're interviewing Missy Hyatt. Brian Myers stops her. He's like, What the hell are you doing? What's wrong with you? And Missy says, I'm not a wrestler. And then she goes ahead and mentions everyone that she's managed and has won titles for and everyone that she's, you know, brought to the pinnacle of sports and the pinnacle of wrestling. And then she says, Brian Myers, you lack originality. And then Brian Myers blames Sam Beale because of course he does. And Missy starts flirting a little bit with Sam Beale. Take off your glasses. Your hair, your curly hair is real pretty. Oh boy. And then she hits him with the bag. Calls him a stupid mark. I don't know if you guys have ever been hit with a bag and called a stupid mark before, but I assume it hurts. And if it's happened, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's ever happened to you. Let's move on to the semis as I take a little bit of something. Oh, that's water. I needed that. Okay. The audio, the people listening on audio are going to be like, what the hell's going on? So if you're watching on YouTube, hello. If you're listening on audio, hi, I'm the new guy. Rosemary, Crazy Steve, t- t- the team of Decay. They defeated Tommy Dreamer and Rachel Ellering. And uh, by the way, they kept the Road Warrior makeup. I like that. It's good good fun keeping that Road Warrior makeup all night. Tells a good story. Ellering and Rosemary start off, and the crowd's actually chanting for both of them. There's a lot of move matching going on. They hit the ropes. There's a double tackle. Ellering goes and uh, takes her down for a clothesline. So there you go. Strong, strong hit. Steve, uh, Crazy Steve gets tagged in along with Tommy Dreamer. I I said Steve and I was talking about Macklin earlier. So I thought I was like, did I put Steve Macklin in this match? No. Crazy Steve gets tagged in. Tommy Dreamer as well. They do a standoff and they kind of do some hold for hold countering, which I didn't expect because it's Tommy Dreamer and Crazy Steve. But it looks good. Uh, They go fast. And then Rosemary yells, I want the innovator of violence. And she gets tagged in. And of course, what do they start chanting, friends? Friends It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Because of course. And instead, Crazy Steve bites his hand. Tommy Dreamer then bites the hand of Crazy Steve. And then Rosemary bites a hand. And then Ellering comes into the ring and says, I'm punkered down too. Everybody's biting hands because that's just what you do everyone's hands get bit. and then a, this is awesome champ because this crowd is absolutely loving it it's ridiculous and we break it all up later on ellering and Mos- rosemary are going at it it's mostly rosemary getting in on the offense and then kind of stopping ellering from getting the hot tag in uh eventually both men do tag in dreamer does the punches and the bites and i and then he, he does i just l- yells out i love i love i friggin missed this stuff those were his words i friggin missed this stuff as he's punching and biting crazy Steve. Uh, There's a DDT from Dreamer that gets broken up by Rosemary on the two count, then gets tossed out by Ellering. Steve hits the cannonball on Tommy Dreamer in the corner. Ellering then breaks it up. Rosemary tosses out Ellering. Tommy hits the cutter for a 2.9, and he calls for the Doomsday device. Okay. Calls for that Doomsday device. Remember this. Rosemary cuts off Ellering as she's on the top rope, and Tommy has his... uh, He's got his, uh, his back to her, and then he uh, tosses, uh, sorry, Rosemary tosses her out, spears her out of the ring. Tommy hits a pile driver on Rosemary. Oh, Steve gets a reverse roll up on Tommy Dreamer later in the match, and that's the finish. Crazy Steve and Rosemary decay. They move on. A yay for cannibalism. That's right. Wait a minute. That's a non sequitur, but that pile driver spot was real good. That pile driver on Rosemary was intense. I really enjoyed it. And there was another one later on in the finals, which we will get to very shortly. Oh boy, let's go. We're at the end of the semi, So let's move on to the next match. Friends, friends, friends. If you are watching this review and you haven't watched the show and maybe you're not watching live, maybe you're watching this later on. I highly recommend right now you stop the review and you go and you watch the match I'm about to talk about because it's the X Division Championship match. It's Josh Alexander defending against Black Tarus. And when I tell you that this is match of the night, there is almost nothing that comes close to this match. And it is absolutely ridiculous. So first of all, Tarus comes out with Havoc. And by the way, I'd kind of forgotten that Havoc was a part of Decay. But she's also half of the Knockouts tag title holder with Rosemary, who's also in that tournament. So it makes sense. Decay is now at like full, full capacity. They're now, they're now working together. They got that four. So we got, Tarus comes out. Alexander comes out, gets a big pop. They're chanting both these guys because let's face it, I wanted to see this. You wanted to see this. Everyone was out to see this match. And man, do they deliver. It was so good. Yes, our friend Luis was really hoping for, uh, a triple a quadruple title taurus but now we'll have to settle for that at triple mania in a couple of weeks let's go so they're matching strength for strength both men they're doing lockups and they got a lot of speed behind them there's a lot of good stuff yes you're gonna feel like you watch the show with this review but you gotta watch this match i'm telling you that was my sexy voice i guess anyway uh taurus dominates early with like some brute force and when i tell you that this match was like all taurus for the first like 10-15 minutes i ain't kidding you got Alexander kind of countering with little submissions and mat-based wrestling, but then they get like fast-paced lucha mixed with catch sequences that look so smooth between these two guys, and they're really at each other, and they're doing their absolute best. It's kind of something else. So next thing you know, Taru's hitting the loudest slaps you can imagine on Josh Alexander. They were so loud, I had to take my headphones off for a second. Alexander eventually gets himself into that Northern Lights suplex that looks so beautiful because he is from the North. He should have the best Northern Lights suplex, right? Not crazy here. Tarus gets some control and power for a while, but of course, keeps Alexander down with some boots and those loud shots, those loud chops, and it looks so bad. D'Lo calls later on in this match, he calls a foot DDT, and it was... Taurus kind of doing that that DDT to Josh Alexander's foot. And he calls it, it's a way to shock the Achilles. And I like this. This was a neat little call from D'Lo Brown, who was really good tonight. Him and Matt Stryker had a lot of fun and did a really good job on commentary tonight. So I'll put them over for sure. It's a solid five minutes of Taurus control. And then eventually Alexander shifts that momentum, which is really good stuff. Uh, Taurus goes for the tope through the ropes, but of course Alexander stops that. They get back in the ring and let me tell you friends black taurus is a big man he's a big big man he's a he's a taurus he's big so what does josh alexander do he hits not one not two not three four german suplexes and it's magic magic the the fourth one's a little bit tough but he gets it and he gets four of those german suplexes over on black taurus Hits a moonsault that looks beautiful Does Josh Alexander. And then, I kid you not, later on, a roll-through senton with Black Taurus on his back. My back just hurt thinking about it. I'm a big guy. I don't want to be manhandled like that. But that's insane. I was such a fan. The two got a fight forever chant. Taurus gets back in it. Hits a spear. You got a two count. And then what do we do? Josh Alexander hits a giant power bomb, backbreaker and then hits that C4 spike and gets that one, two, three, the big dub. Josh Alexander retains the title. And, who boy, if it's not hot in the South, it's hot in this room because that was a match to remember. Highly recommend going back, watching that match. It delivered on all accounts. Go ahead, find that match, go watch it. Let's get to the finals. And yes, those four suplexes were so good. Uh, actually, let's uh, chat. Hello. I'm sorry. I'm not ignoring you, chat. I kind of have this breakneck pace at which I go sometimes because it's my first time doing this like this. So I'm just here for y'all. Um, Drew saying that. Uh, oh, sorry. That wasn't what I wanted. Sorry, bud. Uh, Drew, by the way, was on was on a show with us last night on Twitch. Uh, I can see Josh Alexander winning the Impact World Title within the year, perhaps the one to eventually dethrone Kenny Omega. We saw Josh Alexander and Kenny Omega have a bit of a tete-a-tete on Impact this past week. They're starting to plant those seeds. And originally, I wasn't sure. I don't know if I really wanted to see that match. But now I'm starting to think I could really, really enjoy it. And if you guys think that Alexander and Tarus is good, Alexander and Kenny might be even better. And it's ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. The C4 spike looks like attempted murder to me. Absolutely absolutely oh it did this match humped that's like in our lingo now here at fightful by the way friends if you haven't yet drop a thumbs up on this video if you're watching us later drop a comment again this is my first time and i love doing this for y'all uh you can also check us out over fightfulselect.com let's keep this train going yes josh absolutely has the cardio to keep up with kenny omega i think it'll be a great match let's talk about the finals of the homecoming tournament Diana perazzo and the drama king matt Raywalt. they're going to take on decay now again this match comes down to the strongest woman in impact wrestling the champion the knockouts champion and the man who has absolutely everything to gain by winning this match and they're going to take on the longest standing team in impact wrestling and i think that's really neat and of course what do they do bite his face off yeah, the crowd loves it. So they start with this bite his face off chant. But this is where it gets real good. Raywalt goes to his knees, and he yells. He yells. He says, Van Gogh, cut his ear off, Steve. What do you think I'm willing to do? I was so happy. So what does the crowd do? Bite his ear off. I love it. This match is all about biting they keep going back and forth with all the bites. And of course, they get serious eventually. Ray Waltz actually gets to the point where he asks the referee, how is this legal? <clears throat> that's a good question, Matt. How is this legal? If you want to talk about legality, that's over on the Sour Grabs. That's later on with Alex Pawlowski, where he talks about SmackDown and all the legalities involved with, with contracts. We're not going to talk about that here. We're talking about the legality of biting people. What you do in your off time, that's up to you. So the match turns serious. Deanna and Rosemary, they start facing off and they're going at it. There's a good double clothesline that leads to both men being tagged in. Uh, Steve, Crazy Steve is using some quitness and he's overtaking Matt Raywalt, which is really cool. I like watching Crazy Steve perform because guess what? Crazy Steve is hella underrated. The man can go. The man has every... every move in his arsenal the man can teach the man can go and he just he deserves to have these matches that he's having because they're real good uh at one point raywalt hits what i think was an aa and the announcers don't know how to call it which i really enjoyed (laughs) they were kind of like do we do we call it an attitude adjustment do we, do we call it something else? A lifted fireman's carry slam. They didn't know what to call it. But next thing you know, they moved on. Uh, they do a rise up spot from crazy Steve and it spooks Ray Wolt. That's the same spot earlier that I talked about with Fala Ba and Rosemary. And this time they're just repeating it, doing Ray Wolt. Who's like, I'm out of here. They get a double tarantula spot. Decay hits it on Ray Wolt and Perrazzo. And at this point, I'm like, this is great. I just love, I love the tarantula spot. Getting hooked up in the ropes, come on! Nothing looks cooler. I don't think much looks better. Yes, we can call it, we'll call that move the Matitude Adjustment. It doesn't work on every level, but it works on every level. That's what that move from Matt Raywalt will be. It's the Matitude Adjustment. Okay, Rosemary hits a spear on Matt Raywalt. Diana gets tagged back in. It's a Scorpion Death Drop from Rosemary, and it's a near fall one too. No. I like this. Remember what we just talked about? Van Gogh slashed his ears. What am I willing to do? Matt Raywalt from the outside jumps up, grabs Rosemary down by the ears. Yeah, come on, man. Little shit like that is great. I love it. Diana hits the Queen's Gambit. She gets the win. Your impact. King and Queen homecoming king and queen. It's it's high school all over again for some of you. Matt Raywaltz is a king of both drama and impact. And Deanna Prado is both knockouts champion and impact homecoming queen. I don't know if you saw the crown. Impact, I love you. That queen's crown looked like a dollar store pickup. The king's crown looked like it was a little more substantial. But... uh I think maybe that that Queen's crown could have used a little bit more on it. Am I right? And yes, Crazy Steve is legally blind, which absolutely amazes me with the stuff that he can pull off. It's insane. I love it. Again, this match, this night, it had a lot of fun. It's like going to a house show. It's like going to a live event. And it's going to your local indie and just having the time of your life. And I think everyone got their, they got their rocks off with this one. Let me tell you who else got the rocks off tonight. Edward Edwards, Eddie Edwards. So we get to this main event, all right? Okay. I will say it like many have before. I'm not the biggest fan of watching W. Morrissey take his first L in Impact now, especially on this show. However, we have to remember that W. Morrissey has told us in interviews, that he signed until Bound for Glory. After that, I don't know. Yeah, I call him Edward Edwards. But I also call W. Morrissey Tedge because uh, for those who watch the Impact watchalongs over on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, he is the love child of Test and Edge is W. Morrissey. Yes, the first comment on our chat room today is, actually, is absolutely all about not loving W. Morrissey taking an L to Eddie Edwards. But... There was a good story in this match that I kind of liked for a hardcore match. Friends, we're seeing hardcore matches like all month long. We just watched a man get carved up with a pizza cutter. Okay? And then we watched the guy who was in the semifinals of this homecoming tournament win the GCW World Championship. Okay? So we're seeing a lot of hardcore. We're seeing a lot of good hardcore matches lately. And this one actually delivered. I didn't know what to expect. So next thing you know, we'll go backstage. Morrissey says that Eddie Edwards, he wants to believe that he has his number. He says that Edwards is lying to himself. He calls him a fraud. Have you ever been called a fraud? I have. That sucks. Okay. That hits you in your core. That hits you in like the most, it hits you in the cockles of your heart almost. You know what I mean? It wasn't good. it's not a good feeling being told that you're a fraud. Anyway, Ed, Eddie Edwards gets a promo, he gets to rebut. he says Morrissey is the picture of a pro wrestler until he lost it. I like this promo. He came in he says he, he says Morrissey came in to impact to rebuild his career and his broken image. whereas Eddie Edwards, Edward Edwards, as we call him, says he will always always want to, he always wanted to be an impact. And he says the only way that Morrissey defeats him is by leaving him on the floor, not breathing. So basically, he's saying, hey, Ted, you want to beat me, you got to kill me. I don't know about you, but I've never been told that I should probably kill you to win this match. So let's go. Alicia Edwards comes out. Of course, Lish is Eddie Edwards' wife. Gives him Kenny the kendo stick. Love it. The crowd is losing their minds. They're singing Eddie Edwards' theme song. I don't know the words, but I know the whoa, and that's all that matters because you need a good hook in your music. That's what we're here for. We get to the match. We quickly go to the outside because, of course, it's a hardcore match. The toys come out pretty quickly, but not before Eddie Edwards goes for a blue thunder bomb. I don't know. Again, I don't know why he thought he would do that because a blue thunder bomb is it doesn't do it for Sami Zayn. I don't know why he thinks Eddie Edwards would get any different of an approach out of it kick out at one from our friend w morrissey okay we got a big boot through the trash can against Eddie edwards as he's kind of coming over on the outside trying to take him out and then the crowd starts chanting he's soft core he's soft core and they don't want it they're like i can't say this on the i can't say this we can't say this on the broadcast well i'm going to say it on this broadcast he's soft core is what we're doing all right and then we got a dog caller OK, and Morrissey comes and he grabs his dog collar and he puts it around Eddie Edwards' mouth. All right. Ball gags. him, Well, without the ball, he just gags him with, with this thing and he tells him he's going to suffer. OK, chokes Eddie. And then Eddie eventually kind of chops his way out of it, and which is great. And then Morrissey, what does he do? Yanks him down, just takes him, takes the dog collar and just takes him right down. It's brutal, brutal to watch. It's a brutal spot, and it was just a lot of fun because if you're demented like I am, it was perfect. That chain's going to come into play, so don't think we're out of the woods yet with that dog with that dog collar, okay? Morrissey sets up his chairs, and he also sets up two trash can lids and a baking sheet. Um, that's the weirdest party I've ever attended because, you know, the baking should be used for the oven. The trash can lids, maybe we should use that on the trash cans two chairs we usually set those up properly we don't just lie them on the floor Eh, don't know what they were thinking eddie hits a sunset bomb though on those two contraptions everyone's hurt and it's a two count because good god it doesn't make sense everyone should be down and hurt and everyone should be upset about this because two trash can lids just lost the full trash can that they go with i when i take out the trash i need those lids i would be so pissed losing the lids of those trash cans. But they just lost them. They just broke them. And then Eddie Edwards, I love this. So he goes through the ropes, he gets caught. And then Edwards grabs another trash can lid and he goes to to hit Morrissey with it, but he whiffs and he actually throws it into the crowd. And someone thankfully catches it. It kind of like frisbees into the crowd. So it's okay. But then we get Eddie Edwards flipping Morrissey from the top of of the stage onto the rampway and it looks brutal okay I-, I can't tell you how brutal it looks because you just hear him go uh, right you just hear that the thud you hear him just absolutely hate everything about it so after that morrissey gets up and i shit you not eddie comes running at him and as eddie edwards gets running over to w morrissey morrissey picks him up spins him around hits him with a spine buster onto the ring apron, and I cringe. And I don't know about you. Once again, I'm going to say I don't know about you a lot here. I don't know about you, but my back hurt just thinking about it, just watching it, just seeing it and experiencing it. Ouch. Did not love it. But we move on because we bring out the steel steps. Of course we do. This is what you do. You, You bring out steel steps. And let me tell you, I'm a weirdo. We're all weirdos. We're all wrestling fans. So this is what I like. I don't know if you ever noticed this in WWE, you've got the steel, the steel uh, steps. I'm losing my words here. We have the steel steps and in WWE, the steel steps are actually in two, right? There's two pieces, the, the bottom and the top, and you can kind of separate them and use them accordingly. In AEW, they just have one piece and there's no support. There's just like a lip. And if you go down, you're hit, you're done. That's over. You get to just, they bend. That sucks. All right. In impact, they got one piece and they got that same notch, but they also have a support bar. So if you go down, it hurts a lot more. I was not, uh, not ready for that. So the steel steps come into play. Kenny the kendo stick also makes another appearance because Eddie Edwards goes to the middle rope and W. Morrissey, who is like seven foot everything, hits a big boot on Eddie Edwards from the second rope and sends him onto the floor through a damn table. And it's brutal and it's gross because Eddie Edwards also hits his head on the guardrail. And again, I am here for it. I'm here to amp up a good hardcore match. That's right. So. A big spot. I, I have it in like all caps here in my notes, and it's ridiculous because I did not expect it, and it's just ridiculous. And then he takes out a ladder, by the way, because of course you got to take out a ladder. Yeah, it, it's a hardcore match. You have got to use a ladder. So Morrissey goes, and uh, he's going to do the the choke slam to Eddie Edwards from the the uh, from the ring apron, but instead doesn't get it off. They go down onto the floor. Next thing you know, choke slam goes onto the ladder from the floor. And uh, if they weren't asking before, are you dead, bro? They were asking then, let me tell you. Because now we bring in the tables. Because, of course, it's a hardcore match. You got to bring on the tables. But not before we bring on the zip ties. Okay, listen. I'm not going to shame anybody. Zip ties are a really good way to, to bind things to other things. I don't know if I would use zip ties to bind people's hands together. Obviously it worked here, but oh man, invest in handcuffs if you can, because using zip ties to bind hands together, that's a that's a whole level of weird that I never understood. Again, we're not here to kink shame. Do what you need to do, right? So turnabout is fair play, of course, in impact wrestling. So what do we do? W Morrissey, our friend Tedge, grabs a kendo stick, of course, and he starts wailing away on Eddie Edwards. That's what you do. You just wail away because, again, turnabout's fair play. Use a kendo stick. I'm going to use one back. Eddie eventually gets a shoulder tackle through that table. We talked about the aforementioned table, and it's propped up on the ring post on on the side there. So down goes our friend W. Morrissey. Eddie Edwards is so jazzed up. He's so excited. And this goes back to why you don't use zip ties. He breaks through the zip ties. Two tremendous applause. Give you that. And he grabs his kendo stick. Kenny the kendo stick comes back into play. And what does he do? He hits Tedge W. Morrissey. I apologize. He hits him in the head. Gets him real hard in the head. Grabs a chain. Wraps it around his knee. Because again, that dog collar that we used earlier, it comes back into play. Wrapped around the knee. And it's the Boston Knee Party. Right to the head of Tedge W. Morrissey. One, two, three. That's it. Now, I'll give you a little something I didn't love about it. W. Morrissey kind of turned his head away a little too much. So I saw a little too much light from that Boston knee party. He didn't really get all of it. But again, I don't want anyone to get hit square in the head with with anything. So I'm going to let it go because I don't want to see people get hurt. I just wish the cameras had chosen. I wish the director had chosen a different camera angle to get it. That's all. So Eddie Edwards wins. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I know how I feel about it. Kind of hit or miss on it. Not the biggest fan. But again, if he's not going to stick around, they got to make the decision now. Because, of course, you know, the shows they tape in advance. Sorry to pull the curtain back a little bit. But as for Eddie Edwards, listen. Listen. I think Eddie Edwards is primed for a new gimmick. Okay? I think it's time for something new. I think it's time that Eddie Edwards uh, uses his heart and soul to find something new. Am I wrong or am I right? I don't know. I noticed that y'all have had what to say tonight. I appreciate you. You can get, again, I've I've been nice and I've been pulling up some comments tonight, but if y'all want to donate a super chat, that's going to tell Sean and the rest of them that I'm actually worth it to them. Do you know how far that goes? My God. Anyway, Eddie Edwards could use a new gimmick is what I'm getting at. He is the heart of impact. Absolutely. And I understand that, but he's been the heart and soul of impact wrestling for about five years now. Ever since Tommy dreamer gave him that moniker and what was Tommy Dreamer in ECW he was the heart and soul of ECW we're doing we're looking for something new here I want Eddie Edwards to find something new and I I just I'm ready for it I'm ready for something good it's a new yeah a new gimmick would do him some good either way it was a really good match SRS should hear about this thank you tell him all about it tell tell him. I don't know what you should tell him. Just just put me over to the friends. I think that's about it for me, my friends. We did about an hour, me solo, talking about this show. I'm I'm putting Alex Pawlowski on notice. He's not the only one who can do a one-man show, apparently. I was freaking out all day, but now I'm ready. I'm ready to take him on. And I was ready for Impact Homecoming tonight. And I was ready for y'all. And I appreciate everyone hanging out with me tonight. I appreciate all of you. Once again, go and subscribe to Fightful Select. I'm telling you, five bucks. You get everything. Everything. My God, Drew Nicholas with a Super Chat. Hey, Sean, Joel's real good at this. Here's money so I can put him over. Drew, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. Again, go to Fightful Select. Get your money down. Get your things. I appreciate everyone. Get your Bray Wyatt news. Go to Fightful.com. Go to YouTube.com slash Fightful and watch that interview with Kurt Angle that dropped earlier. Former TNA champion, Kurt Angle. And of course... Oh, I like this. Eddie Edwards is doing a lone wolf gimmick like Davey Richards. Think about that. We can talk on Twitter. We can talk on the internet. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. That's me. Again, folks, drop a thumbs up. Love to talk with y'all on the internet. I also host a podcast. Tim and Joel call it in the ring. If you go to timandjoelpod.com, you can find us there. We actually go live tomorrow, Sunday at noon Eastern, and also on Tuesdays at, well... 7 p.m. Eastern for now, but we're about to change that. Either way, tomorrow, noon Eastern, Sunday. Come and hang out with us. Until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the wrestling. Thank you so much for the super chat, BFG301. Here you go. Love you guys. I'm out. Good night